Lord, on this blessed, we pause to celebrate fathers and our Holy Father, you are Lord. You with us in all our endeavors, with the limb, the preacher word boldly, courageously, enlighten our minds, soften our hearts, and unite us that we, your brothers, our brothers, our sisters, our family, we will gather to do your bidding and your will. May the words that I speak bring you praise, dear Lord. Never, never shame. In Jesus' name, amen. Surviving the storms of life. One of my dearest friends is a son of Alabama sharecroppers who uh, they had 14 children, raised them all well, and all of them were blessed to go to college and get decent educations. But my friend became a, an engineer, not just an engineer, but the best in his field. He married a medical doctor. And when they built their dream home, 8,000 square feet of a massive home on uh, three acres, swimming pool, all the trappings of life, and he was so proud, he wanted his parents to see his home and talked about building a special addition uh, or had built a special addition for his parents if they wanted to come live or come wanted to stay. And he said to them, I put the best material in this house and you know it's got these super windows for storms. And he said, my house should be able to survive any storm that's thrown at it. And there's a wise father smiled and, 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 and applauded his achievement, his nice home, his, his achievement, his stuff. But then his daddy said to him, your house can withstand any storm, but son, what about your soul? What about your soul? A question for you, for us as a congregation, storms are coming. It might be sunny right now, but if you live long enough, storms are coming. And the question I asked on this Father's Day, are you ready for the storms of life? Sometimes we think we are. In this text, it's storming. And the disciples who've been with the master, they know the master, they've been with him and they just get terrified when the storm comes and he's sleeping peacefully. And they asked him, where's your, where's your faith? See, the master had faith and he's trying to teach that faith to the disciples. It's the thing about Father's Day, if, if we have to ask the question of each father out there, what's the legacy you want to hand to your children? There's so many images of fathers, especially black fathers, some good, some bad. What I've discovered is in my living that most of the images that I know of black fathers are positive, strong, hardworking men who will do anything for their children. The Temptations had a song out called Papa Was a Rolling Stone, and it, you know, it was a bad depiction of what a daddy ought to be. Uh, where he lay his head was his home. He was a rambling guy, a guy who would do just about anything. And uh, there's a song by uh, Luther Vandross, though, I think that for me sums up daddy, our fathers, most fathers, most, most fathers out there. And Luther says, you know, if, if, 
I could just dance with my father one more time, talks about the love between his mom and dad. His dad taught him how to be romantic, how to, how to dance with his wife, how to love his wife. Dad taught him uh, about tenderness, about, uh, about how a man works hard to provide for his family, taught him to be a well-rounded guy, to love, to care, to, to hold, and to not just be a maintenance kind of guy. If you like plays and remember to play fences, that father was a maintenance kind of guy. He, when the question was asked, his son asked him, you love me? He said, love you? I ain't got to love you. I provide for you. I give you a house. I give you food. I give you stuff. I ain't got to love you. I provide. That's not the kind of father that, that Jesus wants us to be, just a provider. He wants fathers who are able to be strong when necessary and tend them when necessary. And it's so important that we understand that if we're going to hand a legacy to our children, that we have to enable them to withstand the storms of life. And that requires, what Jesus told the disciples, that requires faith. You might teach your kids how to make money, how to be productive. But if we don't teach them that underpinning all that we do, if we don't teach them that the ground from the ground up, that, that, that faith matters, that faith is something our, our ancestors couldn't, couldn't even couldn't articulate, it, didn't have the words, but they knew deep in their being. Even if, if people say, well, show me God, if you could, where's God's dead, show me. They knew in their hearts and souls, God had them. He had his loving arms around them, but they knew that in the hollow of their hands, they were with God. They knew that. Whether they were in a riot, whether they were in a storm, whether they were in any kind of situation, they knew that faith would sustain them from generation to generation. And if you give your children anything, whatever legacy you give them, it's got to be that legacy. If they got to have that faith, because it's generational, it's, it, it, it's centuries old for us as, as Black folk, that faith that says you can stand firm in the storm, not because of who you are, but because of who God is. God, peace be still, storm, stay away. God says that, able to say that. I can't, your preacher can't say, tell a storm to cease. Your mom and daddy can't tell a storm to cease. But, but, but the legacy of faith says that you know somebody who can say that, who will do that. The legacy of faith says we are able the legacy of faith says that as I talk to my children, and I, what's their inheritance? There is a, 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 a thing out there every year, if you go on the internet, it tells you about how much money that the average person will inherit. And I love to talk to people about that because when I talk to people, they get mad when we talk about the average person in our country will inherit $175,000. People get really mad. What that really means is doesn't mean that you're guaranteed having $75,000, but it means with the amount of money in our country per capita, everybody would average about $175,000. Now, in truth, if you got one child and you got a house and you got a retirement, you got something, most people go inherit something. So there's no shame in acknowledging that, that, that you have stuff to give to your kids. There's no shame in that. But it's not the stuff that will sustain them. 
It is the love. It is the tenderness. It's the care. It's, 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 if men are going to teach men how to be men, we teach our men how to love their spouses, how to honor their spouses, how to how to be tender with their girls, how to talk, how to walk, how to do all the things, how to, how to live with honor and have faith that in all that we do, we're not perfect, but God is going to sustain us. That's the Father's Day legacy. What do I give you? To, I, don't, I don't just tell you, make money. If I tell you to make money and not to give to the less fortunate, I'm not telling you anything. Pile it up, children. Pile up the money. Have millions and millions of dollars and watch people starve to death. Pile it up, children, and watch people go naked. Pile it up and don't give a dime. Pile it up. It ain't yours. Teach them that what God gives you, you a steward over that. And we'll be under those who, who blow it. We'll be under those who squander God's resources. Teach our children. Teach that. Teach them that, what it means. Teach our men what it, mean, what it means to be a man. Teach our young girls what it means to be a lady. Teach, to teach. That legacy of faith, the hold on to God's unchanging hand. Every time you go out, you're holding on to God's unchanging hand, and God's got you. What would you say to your father if you could see him? And those of us who's office, our fathers, would you say thank you for the legacy of giving me hope? Thanks for the legacy of giving me faith. Not thanks for the hundred thousand dollars you left me. Not thanks for the ten thousand dollars you left me. Not thanks for the, just the money, but I thank you for that that priceless, the intangible stuff. I thank you for appearing, looking in on me. You know, we, it's always, it's amazing to me that you talk to any parent, especially dads, we walk in a room and look down on our child just to make sure the child is still breathing. In reality, what could we do? We just, but that's, that's who we are as fathers. We look in there to make sure they're okay. When we're tired and worn out, we, we, we just, we just keep on going. One of my friends still working, Gary Indiana just died about a year ago of Alzheimer's. But the thing that, he, that I heard him say, we used to, I used to go to Gary and we'd have these crazy bid whiz parties. And we have those parties every Saturday night. And he was, it was midnight. And he said he looked in there and, you know, he thought about, well, I can stay here and take a day off and, and I can stay here and not go to work. But he said he looked in there at his babies and he got his stuff and said, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm getting up going to work. That's what we do. We look in there at our babies and say, we're not just living for ourselves. We're living for our children. <laughs> we're living for our children. We're living for our family. And when we're able to say that to them, they understand and know that when the storms come and they will come, they saw how daddy stood in the storm. They saw how mama stood in the storm. They saw the faith. They saw that when life gave them lemons, they made lemonade. That when people tried to make them bitter, they got better. And when people put them down, they were able to rise up with God's help, almighty God's help. When the crops did not come in, they knew, they knew, they knew, they knew something God was going to make a way out of no way. What legacy do you give your children, fathers? You tell them to make all you can, get all you can, grab all you can. My parents taught me to work hard, have a work ethic, save some, give some. But more than anything else, they taught me 
more than anything else they taught me, that it's not about me, that you are part of a unique family of God and everybody matters. And everybody's burden is your burden. Everybody's hunger is your hunger. Everybody's nakedness is your nakedness. What is the legacy we give our folk? If we give them the wrong legacy, a legacy of containment, keep your stuff. It is all yours. Win the rat race. As one of my dear friends and a uh, great man, the Reverend Joe Larry used to say, if you win the rat race at the end, you're still a rat. If being in the rat race is all you want to do just to win, just to achieve, then it really doesn't matter, does it? But when we have a legacy of faith, fathers, when we have a legacy of faith that we are teaching our men and our girls how to live and how to be happy and how to be gracious, then they'll want to dance with us when we're gone. They'll want to see us again. Worst thing in life is to have a child who didn't care if they ever see you, doesn't care where you are because of how you've treated them or how you've neglected them or how you've behaved with them and or, or taught them the wrong things. I've been blessed in my life to see father after father after father live with honor. There are bad fathers out there, but we don't see many of them. What we see is how people willing to work two jobs, three jobs, four jobs, people willing to, to not eat themselves, to see their babies eat, to give them a legacy of not just stuff. Hear me, hear me. Don't destroy your children with teaching them to grab stuff. Being successful doesn't mean that you just got to grab stuff. Being successful means that the stuff you grab, you understand and know what to do with it. Being successful means that you are a worthy member in the family of God. Being successful means that you achieve what you can for the glory of God. And being successful means that you live your life caring. You're giving away more than you're receiving. Giving away more than you're receiving. And that, that's the hardest spiritual lesson to teach, that you got to give it away. The hardest spiritual lesson to teach is to give it, tell people you have to give it away. If you look at all the people like Bill Gates and, and, and others who got the billions and they're saying, we, before we leave this world, we need to give it away. Those of us, whatever we got, whatever we got to give before we leave this world, we need to give it away. We need to give it to those who are unfortunate. Not just talking about your stuff. I'm talking about love, folks. See, we get it all mixed up when they say, give it away, think about my stuff. You know what your, your ancestors never had any stuff? And we hoard in God our stuff. Like when we, we start talking about stuff, people clam up and get angry because you think you're just talking about money. If you give your love and your heart, everything else follows. If you give your care, if you understand that when the storms of life are raging and then and when the blow winds of adversity blow and knock against your door you are ready you're fortified because you live and thrive in the gospel because you are a child of god who has the faith you have a legacy of faith you watch your daddy your granddaddy your great granddaddy you watch the long line of saints march on through storm and trial and tribulation because they put their trust they put their faith and they put their hope in god nothing else they didn't put their hope in money. They didn't put their hope in politicians. They didn't put their hope in stuff. They put their money, put their hope in God. 
And when you do that, folk, I'm here to tell you that when you do that, it matters. And when you just have the faith that it's going to be all right, it is all right. It was 1959, my last year before we moved south. I'm nine years old. We're living in Chicago. My father, who's an alcoholic, we can't wake him. Radiated heat is not working. One of the worst snows to hit Chicago. We can't even get out our door. How are we going to eat? How are we going to keep warm? What, Lord, have mercy. My mother never lost her hope. I could hear her praying in the morning, praying at night. Lord, you will make a way out of no way. I know you will. Lord, you will make a way out of no way. I know you will. And as I, this situation got more desperate, there's a knock on the door. One of our neighbors had shoveled his way to our door. He came in and he looked at us and said, the Lord said something was going on in this house. I hadn't seen Buck, your daddy, outside. So he came in and he worked on our radios and got the heat going. Knocked on the door, his oldest son had warm food for us. Envelope with money in it. And Mr. Dale said, you are my family. And in this storm, we're together. When the storms of life are raging, you're never by yourself. When the storms of life are raging, understand, God's got a plan. Whatever you need, God's gonna provide. Don't worry, my mother was never worried. She kept saying, God's gonna make a way out of no way. Knock, knock, God's gonna make a way out of no way. And when God, if you leave that legacy to your children, that God's gonna make a way out of no way. Then it is not about stuff. It is not about status. It is not about awards and accolades. All, it, all of that's fine. But when you leave this world, as Melvin already preached so well, can you say, it is well, it is well with my soul. You can't say it's well with my soul because my bank account is full. You can't say it's well with my soul because I got a nice car and a big house. You can't say it's well with my soul because I'm a, I'm a principal or I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, 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 the, the head man in this plant. You can't, but if you can say it is well with my soul because I live day by day, my journey was with the people of God. My journey was in with love and adoration for my God. My journey through pain, through cancer, through heart disease, through all kinds of ailments. My journey was God saying, I got your back, boy. My journey was God saying, it's gonna be all right. My journey with whatever crazy people out there saying whatever they do, and if they don't, they don't wanna hear the word of God, it's okay. I got your back. And when your heat goes out in your heart, I'm going to send somebody. When your food in your soul runs low, I'm going to send somebody. There'll be a knock on the door, and it'd be Jesus in your heart. Amen. Amen and amen. Happy Father's Day. Men of valor, men of honor, men of hope. God bless you. Amen. Amen and amen. Let us pray.
Lord, our Father, help us to give a legacy to our children, a worthy legacy of honor and trust and faith. More than anything, prepare them for the storms that are coming, Lord. We give you the praise and the glory. Those who are listening on Facebook, heard something that motivates your heart and you just want to come in out of the storm and be sheltered, say, y'all have to do is say, yes, Lord, I, I accept you. I repent of my sins. I accept you. And I want to rely on you from now on. Knock on any church door and give those words and they can lead and guide you. We love to do it ourselves. We're not directing. We're directing you to wherever you need to go to have your soul fulfilled. Sending there is open and we'd love to have you. So you have a way of contacting us. We welcome you. We want you to do it. Those of us who will be staying with us doing our glory sightings have the same way to respond. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen.